Welcome to Best Served, a podcast recognizing unsung hospitality heroes. Join Chef Jensen Cummings as he chops it up with industry leaders about the humans who've impacted their lives and careers. From childhood guides, to ass-kicking mentors, to the team members in the trenches that make it all happen. Help us celebrate these rock stars by sharing our show and nominating your own unsung hospitality heroes. Connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Now here is your host. What's up, everybody? Jensen Cummings here. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Today's Best Served Podcast 350. We're talking what drives brand in food and beverage. We're going to talk about relationships, reputation. We're going to be talking with Paige Stoop of Junipero Gin. This is part of In the Weeds Menu Meeting Fall 2021 campaign. You've been seeing us all over the place. L. Jarvis of In the Weeds will be here as well. From these video cast conversations to clubhouses to amazing articles, all really thinking about menu meeting. At the beginning of a shift, we have menu meeting to talk about what's going to happen during the next service. What are we getting ourselves into? What do we believe in? What are we focused on? We want to really look through that lens for the broader industry, bringing together thought leaders, change agents, movers and shakers across the industry in every level, in every facet, all across the country. And this conversation will be exactly more of that. So I want to bring Elle in to kind of set the table for us here quick. Elle, good to see you. Hi, Jensen. All right. So a lot to unpack here. Uh, when you know you and I think about uh, food and beverage brands, especially you doing so much on the event production and working so much with beverage brands, kind of lay the groundwork for us. What do we need to understand? What, what maybe has been the status quo to this point in our industry when it comes to the relationships that we have at a corporate level with food and beverage brands? And what's your hope and kind of what are we trying to steer forward and lay that out for everybody? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, it's no secret that a adult bev brand is built uh, on premise, right? Um, we look on at premise being a restaurant, uh, a, a bar, bar. off premise being a retail location for, for, ja for jargon. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so on premise being a bar and restaurant a place that you go and sit and enjoy your um, your experience within restaurant walls, off-premise being a liquor store, a package store, a grocery store, um, in some states, a state liquor store. And um, so I think, you know, with the pandemic, it really has uh, pushed a lot of these brands to look at where they're spending their uh, marketing dollars, their allocation dollars a little bit differently to support the stewards of their livelihoods, their bartenders, um, in a way that is more responsible and from a corporate standpoint, but also greatly more impactful to understand a little bit about supporting the whole house. So I always get so frustrated as somebody who is like a server or in the kitchen and there are all these, um, you know, experiences or amenities for bartenders, but it was like, no, we're selling the product too in some capacity. Um, so as we start thinking about in the weeds holistically helping the whole house, how do we sort of push these brands in a way to think about the restaurant as a, the the holistic restaurant and the people who power it? So we saw what happened, you know, when the pandemic first started and 
we were ground zero. Restaurants were the first to close. A lot of them aren't reopening. We're the last to come back as strong right. as possible. And we did see a lot of these brands go out with these huge million dollar press releases. We're giving million dollars to these five organizations. And those five organizations were getting flooded with applications. And some of these brands didn't even tell those organizations yet how much they were getting out of that million dollars. So how that was really irresponsible to from, from where I sat. You know, you are putting the brands are putting extra effort and lift on these orgs that are trying to support the industry um, without really being transparent and doing it in a way that's actually creating more harm, but they're getting a return on investment through these press releases because people are like, oh, I got to go out and get that rum or that that gin to support the restaurant industry. So through having these conversations and working with, um, I don't want to say smaller brands because uh, I think that denotes the work uh, and the craft that a lot of these um, brands that don't necessarily have these million dollar budgets are doing um, and having these conversations to to sort of look at KPIs differently and look at activation points differently. Um, I've worked historically um, in restaurants, but as my second career, I consulted for food and wine festivals and huge brands to activate in our space. And the budgets are there, but the budgets are 100% driven for eyeballs, consumer engagements, um, and that like celebrity chef or celebrity bartender, um, which I think if through these conversations, we'll be able to navigate um, how to just support the whole house um, at large. And I'm so excited to be talking with Paige about this from Juniper Gym because they've been a great partner over the past several months to us. Um, it just getting the word out of what In the Weeds is doing um, on, on both coasts. We've been doing activations in the West Coast and the East Coast. So love that. I just love the idea uh, and the execution of having brand support the physical financial and mental health of hospitality workers at every level and every facet i think that's important and there maybe hasn't been the opportunity for those conversations as part of it and now in the weeds is absolutely creating those opportunities so let's bring Paige in here Paige stoop from junipero gin Paige, good to see you hey it's good to see you guys too all right so we'll get into the meat of the conversation here in a little bit and yes i'm gonna have lots of chef and food puns i can't help myself but Paige, uh let's let's touch on Junipero Jin, give us a little bit of the origin story and a little bit of the trajectory where you've been and kind of where you're going. No problem at all. Actually, it's exciting. We're celebrating our 25th anniversary this Congratulations. year. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, way back in 1996, um, back when vodka was king. Wait, 1996 to... is way back? Oh, man. <laughs> so long ago. Not that long ago. Yeah, right. Makes me feel old. We're old now. I, I know. Oh, the reminder all year long. But um, our our founder really wanted to buck the norm at the time, so he decided to launch a gin that a gin was not really popular at the time, but it wasn't just any gin. It was a big, bold juniper forward, ninety eight point six proof, unfiltered gin. Unfiltered was unheard of at the time. Yeah. It's so common now. Right. But back then, it was very much breaking with the norms. Now, this is a ethos that we have carried through from back 25 years ago when we first launched and bucked the norm of the time to today. 
And where we're looking to move forward today is it's not just about continuing to fight against the norms. It's about fighting for what matters to us. And that is our local communities and the community at large. So here in San Francisco, we've got a great community uh, within the hospitality industry, but we're also uh, got a great community within the LGBTQ. So we've been partnering up with the Harvey Milk Foundation in addition to In the Weeds, because we wanna give back to these communities and give them, continue to give them the voice that they deserve and put the light on them as a whole. And, and I'm interested in that because that's a, that's a shift for brands at large. Now, not to speak to mm-hmm. Juniper Ojin, because obviously you've been doing things differently for 25 years. That's in your DNA. Yet at large, for anybody who doesn't realize, this is very different. The million dollar press release that that L kind of, you know, quipped about is, is a reality. We throw money at problems. We throw money at like where are the most eyeballs versus where is the most impact. And so that's a, that's a pretty big a pretty big shift. What's it like internally to say where are we going to focus our attention, our resources, our money, our actual capital uh, into different communities? How does that go about? And the reason that I'm asking this is because I think first it's a mindset shift. We have to shift the mindset of how we go about business at every level. We know that. Mm-hmm. And most of us don't know how to go about that. We've been doing the same thing for 25 years. We don't know anything else. So I'd love to get some of the internal thought processes that go on within Junipero Gin to support the Harvey Milk Foundation, support in the weeds. How do you get there? I've actually been very, very fortunate. I have a leadership team that is 100% on board. They see the power of this kind of outreach and the impact that has not only from a brand standpoint, but the impact that we can have within our communities. And um, we're all about driving and growing brands of purpose. So Junipero is a part of the Holding & Co. company, which has actually got a couple other great brands underneath our belt, like Luxardo, like Hirsch Bourbon. Uh, And every every single brand lead has been challenged. How do you drive purpose with your brand? So this is something that really came from a leadership down. And in fact, is part of the reason I've joined this company, because it's something I also feel very strongly about. And I mean, if, if for any reason, driving a profit is a bare minimum that brands can do today. Um, Conspiracy of Love is a fantastic consultancy that's all about driving purpose within brands and how do we do that. They've put together some statistics. I'm just going to quickly read off these statistics and this Please. is going to leave why I say that driving a profit is the bare minimum you can do in today's day and age. 66% of consumers would switch from a product that they typically buy to a new product from a purpose-driven customer. Um, That's huge. And then on top of that, 78% of these same consumers would tell others to buy from a purpose-driven company that they're supporting. So these are huge numbers. Yeah, they're they're telling us that this is what our audiences are wanting. This is what the communities at large are wanting. They want companies that, and purpose, by the way, is more than just donation. It's about making sure that you're doing what you need to do that's intrinsically intrinsically on brand for what your brand is is standing for. Um, so it's really all about making sure that you are doing what's right. And that's what our customers and our, our consumers and our audiences are looking for. Yes, doing good can be good business. Like mm-hmm. they, they can be simpatico and i think there's a lot of movement towards that so i appreciate hearing that and i'd be interested even to to drill down deeper on those when you talk about millennial or gen z i mean i think those numbers might even be higher than that because that is truly what people believe is like there has to be a shift 
from what we've been doing for the last 10, 15 years, especially in the industry, where it's all, all about influence. And what I really want to see more of is impact. Mm-hmm. Because absolutely, attention and eyeballs can have a massive impact. Let's not get it twisted here that the attention graph is real. And we need to understand where those ears and eyes are. Yet, what's the impact of that? What's the what's the short term and long term? Does it create systemic change? Is that for for better or for worse? Like we need to understand the impact. And if we start measuring that versus mm-hmm. just the short term analytics of transactional sales and influence and impressions, we're vulnerable and we've been exposed. Mm-hmm. So I, I really appreciate laying that down. L, uh, you are so thoughtful and sometimes slightly militant about who you partner up with love absolutely love and so junipero gin and and i want this not only to be you know a little bit of a love letter to Paige and the work that they're doing but i also want to set the tone and expectation for all brands that if you want to be a part of the future of this industry if you want to have an impact this is the expectation that we have give us an idea of what that's those relationship building kind of blocks have been between you and Paige cuz maybe that can help lay the foundation for other brands to get their shit together and let's go let's do some good yeah get your shit together i think let's uh, go. i'm happy that you swore cuz i was about to uh but i I think that's like the golden rule. Like, just don't be a trash person. Let's just start there, right? Like, if we can just start Step there and go up, like, in the weeds, we'll give the roadblock for you for the rest of it. Um, no, I mean, joking aside, I think it really does come down to good people, good people. And, you know, growing up in this industry, I've had a lot of good people in my corner. I've had a lot of really bad people. Um, I always yes. think that we're like these spinning tops and you just want to be with people that keep helping you spin and not flicking you off, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think the relationship with Paige is just kind of like, we're just starting to sprout. I think looking towards 2022, 2023, 2024, there's so many amazing things that we can do together nationally. And I mean, hopefully someday globally. And it really came down through fostering a relationship with one of my board members, Kate Palmer, um, who took a leap of faith. And from Hearts and Tails. From yeah. Hearts and Tails, yeah. Mm-hmm. She took a leap of faith. She moved to the West Coast. She opened her own importing company. And she, I mean, she's in the weeds. I don't know how she has time to even like answer my emails sometimes as a brand new startup. But I really trust the relationship that I have with Kate. And I know that Kate wouldn't introduce somebody into our orbit that could potentially be harmful um, or, you know, not align with the same values and not want to do it and do it properly and just have that like cachet of being attached to a nonprofit that helps the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, re- right. it really just comes down to trusting who, who your homies are, right? Like our, our biggest thing is help us help our homies. And um, being able at this point, I think in a lot of the careers of the board members, we've learned that the hard way that we really need to foster those relationships before we hitch our wagons. That's the other thing. I think a lot of, um, there have been a lot of opportunities that have come our way and we've had four or five conversations and at the end of it, it's like, this ain't it, you know, like we say that a lot of it in the weeds, like this ain't it. Um, and without allowing us that space and time to get to know what their end game is and what their long game is, right. um, we could have hitched our wagons to a couple, um, couple programming or, you know, part brand partnerships that uh, really didn't align with what we're trying to do just to be able to grab that dollar. Um, yeah. 
which was really hard. Really uh, it's not hard. easy. We know as a brand new negatively funded startup nonprofit, it was really hard. Um, but I'm pretty proud of, of the board that we have and the, the people that they brought in to help us um, in support financially and also help us get the word out to the, the people in the restaurants of what we're doing and how we can support them. I appreciate that. Paige, let's mm -hmm. let's further this. I want to make the the business pitch. To, to all food and beverage brands out there, right? You you quoted some of those numbers, Conspiracy of Love. I want to make sure and, and link that up as well so if you can get that, that in. And I'm interested in this because the business without a bottom line doesn't operate, right? Yeah. And so sometimes, you know, there's even from the nonprofit or hospitality industry, there's a lot of social pressure to, to put money towards X, Y, and Z. And a lot of times, the initiatives, the programs, the nonprofits aren't transparent and you don't know what is actually mm -hmm. happening with the support that you're giving. And then it puts a bad taste in your mouth. And then they're like, why don't we just focus on us and sell our product and not get caught up in politics and caught up in where the money goes and who's actually getting impacted by this. So it's a lot. It's a hornet's nest in every way, shape or form. It's why relationships and reputation are so fundamentally important. What's the, what's the business choice there? Like, how have you seen your efforts have an impact on the bottom line. Where and how are you thinking about that? And in all honesty, we are still uh, in, in learning process. We're still figure out what the hell's going on. Here. <laughs> I know, we're still fostering our relationships. Yep. But where I've seen it impact, it hasn't impacted the bottom line in a negative way in any way or form. And in fact, it's actually done the intangible thing. It has raised morale. And that to me is just as important Priceless. as any bottom line. Um, so we are seeing our team is so excited across the board that we are participating and we're not just donating money. Again, it's not about that short-term gain. Mm -hmm. It's about the long-term relationship that we're building with our partners, with our communities, and also internally as well. It's about having the right partners and the right relationships. Yeah. Well, we talk a lot about and, and Elle mentioned the KPIs, right? The key performance indicators, key performance indicators, KPIs are important. We're always looking mm -hmm. to kind of have a measuring stick on where we're at, you know, because yeah. this is such an evolving and devolving industry at all moments. This isn't just pandemic specific. Always yeah. it's a moving target. And so we talk about the turnover rate and the cost of attrition in the restaurant side, right? Historically, 72%. Mm -hmm. We're at like 130 now. It's It's bad. And direct labor is such a high cost. We don't look at that in brands. The morale is something that we need to start quantifying. You're starting to see even big institutions like Deloitte do things like what's the investment in your people in mental health and, and what is the return on investment? The return on investment for morale is going to be one of those intangibles that we are spending a lot of time and effort trying to understand because it is the true difference between success and failure, not just on the bottom line, but in the culture that we're building. That's not just a buzzword. That's the reality of the way that we do business. So I very much appreciate that you're pointing that out for sure. All right. I want to take a moment because we are also a part of the Heritage Dinner Series that's going on right now. Junipero Gin is... is cocktails across the country and uh, I'm excited about what's happening coming up very quickly we're gonna have dinners in New York in Baltimore in Detroit in Chicago in New Orleans in Denver in Seattle did I get all the cities Oakland Oakland 
Oakland, yeah. Not Seattle? All right, now we have to find someone in Seattle because I said Seattle. It's It's got to happen now. Uh, yeah, somebody so, from Seattle, reach out. Let's do a dinner. Let's go. I, I put my foot in my mouth. Now somebody has to save me and do a dinner in Seattle, which we would absolutely love. Rachel Yang, I'm looking at you. Uh, all right. So so these dinners are happening. L again, set the table for us a little bit. What's happening there? How's Junipero Jin kind of playing a role in that? And then what, I'll come back to Paige, what should we be looking out for in this juniper bomb in your face gin if nobody's ever had it? But L, the dinners, talk to us about that a little bit. Sure. So our first one is um, Sunday, October 10th. So coming up and we're rolling coast to coast. So we're doing an East, an Eastern Standard Time, a Central Standard Time, a Mountain Standard Time and a Pacific Standard Time um, with a lineup of really talented and yeah. like effervescent and like yes. the charismatic and like the most fuzzy humans that you and ridiculously talk. talented in the kitchen and ridiculously right. talented, like like ridiculously talented. So We'll be in um, Brooklyn with Cicely Sierra, um, in Baltimore with Chef uh, Katina Smith, and Detroit with fried chicken and waffles, which is Nick and Ty, which if you are watching this, you have to go back and watch their um, video cast that they did last week, I think. It was so, so funny. Um, and then we're moving uh, into Chicago with Chef Jasmine from um, Tasting India and Chef Melissa from Alma in uh, New Orleans, and then we're with you, Mountain Standard Time, uh, Caroline Glover at Annette, and Carlin Carr, who's the wine director of Frasca Food and Wine Group, so Tabernato will be a pickup location, and then we'll be at Alkali Rye, which is a really dope bottle shop in Oakland with Knight um, from, it's, yeah, that's a, it's just an amazing bottle shop that Kate, one of our um, board members, fostered a relationship there for us, so <laughs> You go that on is such a like unbelievable lineup. I want to I want to pause for a moment. Unbelievable lineup to ever get together to do anything together, let alone all across the country. Figuring out how to how to pull all of this together, all of the moving parts that come. Nothing if not ambitious to the nth degree. So I, I'm like really big, just fan of all of the work that they're all of these. All these women are doing in their kitchens, let alone in their communities, let alone the leadership that they're showing at large across the industry. So I, I, I cannot understate the impact that these individuals and this amalgamation of amazing humans is going yeah. to have on this industry. And so just like really proud to just share any space with any of the names that you just mentioned. Paige, I know the same for you. To be able to have your gin alongside any of the talents that Elle just listed off, huge. It goes without saying. Yet let's let's yeah. say it. And, yeah, I was uh, like, my jaw's dropped every yeah. single time she brings a new yeah. chef forward. I'm like, what? Yeah, and it's been, and it, honestly, it's a testament to um, the the talent that we brought on board. Like there are people that I didn't know three months ago that they're like, you've got to have this person on yes. board. You have to. And again, it's those relationships. It's, you know, having that intake call and who do you not want to work with? Like who do you, <laughs> who you want to work with? Right. Um, you know, we're, we're all in this together. So yeah, you go, you can buy your heat at home meal kit um, that the chefs created based on their heritage. And you can also add on a shaker and spoon tidy martini kit that um, you pair with your Junipero gin. And there, if you use the code in the weeds on the Junipero website, it's 10% off and free shipping. 
um, nice. and it gets sent directly to your house. And then the right. and we'll have we'll have links to to all that. Make sure get in the comments, get links. Go ahead and in your market, make sure and support. And then even anywhere across the country. Uh, donate five dollars to In the Weeds and just join us for the party. Hang out on the internet, as Elle likes to say, and uh, just commiserate with us. We're also Sophie. Make sure and drop links to to everybody's shows into this. It feels like this is kind of like the encapsulation of all of these chefs' amazing work. Caroline Glover mm -hmm. talking about just being a, a a white girl with no heritage from Texas and running away from that, and then going and speaking to her father about their British. Irish and German heritage and being re-inspired and, and finding something new in heritage that she never realized was there. Or Nick and Shy talking about black girl magic in Detroit and Cicely and Kat just energy through the roof and, and talking about being a being a mom in the kitchen, like just amazing dynamic stories and storytellers so appreciate that uh page all right i don't know where we go from there let's talk about gin for a moment because we're going to be pairing gins with this what does it mean to be able to have a gin cocktail next to any of these chefs like the impact that that can have for junipero gin and again i want to make the call at large every brand you need to be a part of this type of impact if you're not you're missing the trick like how how important is this for junipero gin I mean, it's huge. It, it, just to be in the same space as these amazing, amazing people. Yeah. Um, and also people who are staying true to who they are and their roots, which is exactly what we're trying to do as well. It's just like, thank you for guiding, being such a guiding light to us. Um, we are honored. Uh, it, it's as simple as that. We are honored. Um, when it comes to a martini and the fact that we're doing a tidy martini with all these different meals, Martinis in themselves are super, super versatile. Uh, Shaker and Spoon, who we've partnered up with to put, to put together this cocktail kit in the Honky Dory, uh, is just, it's been, it's, it's fantastic. Junipero is gorgeous in all these different martinis, especially the tidy hey. martini. Um, because we are so bold, we're so juniper forward, it gives you that great um, herbaceous note that just counterbalances so uh, beautifully with a lot of these nice beautiful decadent meals in a lot of way i mean they're flavorful we're going to be flavorful so it's a nice little partnership in and of itself uh, we've also got this great crisp backbone um, with some bright citrus notes again to help just kind of bring a whole nother layer to your meal well, i'm fired up there's gonna be no shortage of flavor the impact of flavor is going to be massive and i'm excited about that having talked about a lot of these menus of salivating to say the least for sure and 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 another throwing down the gauntlet for all brands out there all brand managers this type of collaboration this type of relationship and reputation building this type of support and impact is making Paige's job really easy to look good for being able to be in the right rooms being able to cultivate the right relationships in the right communities so time to get all of our shit together and get on this page Get on this chapter. I told you the puns were going to be thick today. Uh, yeah, this chapter cool. of what happens next. Uh, I, I heard you talking about sprouting, L. You had a you had a, a planting pun as well. So this is this is the future. It's these type of relationships. It's these types of conversations. It's this type of content where we need to break down the preconceived notions of the barriers that we have. The the knocking on the back door, so to speak, has shifted our ability to have conversations that lead to understanding 
what we believe in, what we stand for, who we want to support, and the impact that we want to have, this is the forum for it. These are the individuals and the groups and the entities that are going to be able to do that. So appreciate all of you. Paige, want to let you go. Paige, uh, any, any, any last thoughts from you before we let you go? I mean, my main last thought is this is just a start. I mean, we've got so much room to grow as a category. I, again, I keep saying community because to me, that is where we can drive the most impact is looking back to our communities. We and love it. Keep saying community. I said impact like 14 times. So community, <laughs> community, community. Let's go. A hundred percent. I mean, we are just starting. Uh, I love your, your rallying cry of like, hey, everybody get with the times. Yeah. There's so much that we can still to do, do all together. And it's not about one-upping one another. It's not that competitive. It's about coming together for a greater cause. Um, so really sky's the limit and we've got so much ahead of us. I'm really looking forward to it. Paige. Paige Stu from Junipero Gin out in San Francisco. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing. And like you said, we have so much more work to do and I'm excited about uh, watching what happens next. So you have a great rest of your day, all right? Thanks. Thanks to you both. Thanks, Paige. Cheers. All right. Awesome. Like this is, I just imagine you and I, right, in the generation that we came up in over the last 20 plus years in this industry, being kids when we started this industry, where were these conversations 25 years ago? Like this is it. Yeah. This is the way that we cultivate relationships, cultivate brand, cultivate reputations, make that impact. Oh, it feels so good. And it's like, where the hell have we been for the last 20 years? I'm so happy that we're here now. Uh, last thoughts from you before uh, we wrap. Yeah. And I mean, we can only, um, hopefully they, they're listening, right? Hopefully they're right. hearing us and we're not canaries in a coal mine because yes. we know, I know personally, when I look at the budget of in the weeds and what we've been able to do with the brand support that we've had, which is not huge. Um, if we can do that, can you imagine if like the adult bev industry is $1.49 trillion in 2020 in US dollars. Trillion with a TR. Trillion. Can you imagine if these big five houses just allocated 1% of sales to be redistributed to champion the physical, financial, and mental health of our industry that sells their product and not you know, 1% of sales to redistribute and like $500 micro grants that you might have to wait six months for, but right. really investing in the groundwork of being able to give the tools to make this a more sustainable career to the people who power it. That's it. That's, that's the whole game. That's why that's we're here. I can imagine it. You can imagine it because we're visionaries and that's what we do. Now it's time to figure out how we can, be the stewards of creating that opportunity for everyone to be a part of that. And that's exactly what we're doing right now. And so yeah. that's why I was like, I want to throw down the gauntlet because this is, this is happening. This isn't theoretical. This isn't like someday when things are warm and fuzzy, we'll be able to do this. This is now, not only is it an opportunity, it's becoming mission critical day by day. If you are not thinking and communicating in the way that we are right now, you're missing out. Like you're going to get left behind and you're going to have to spend a lot more money, time and effort just to rebuild the reputation and relationships that you've lost through showing that you don't care about the same things that we care about. You just had enough money and enough booze to be able to mask the fact that 
it was a it was not a balanced relationship. So we need to find that balance. And a great PR team. And a great PR team. Shout out to the great PR teams. Now it's a shift. We're, we're, we yeah. need to shift. And now is the time. And those numbers, the 60%, the 75 plus percent of people that want something different, that want purpose within the brands that they interact with, that they consume, the products that they consume, that number is only going to go up. And the expectation and the accountability is only going to go up. So, and we got a lot of work to do, Al. Appreciate yeah. you. Let's get you out of here. All right. As our friends in Chicago say, accountability is love. So that's truth. truth. All right. L. Jarvis of In the Weeds, uh, appreciate you. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Okay. Bye, Jensen. Bye. All right, everybody. That is it for this episode. Brand, brand, brand. Let's get it out there. Let's have an impact. We're throwing down the gauntlet once again. Paige Stoop of Junipero Gen doing an amazing job of supporting community, as she said. Once again, this was Best Served Podcast 350. What drives brand in food and beverage? I'll tell you. It's the impact. It's the community. It's the transparency. It's the way that we build reputation and relationships. That's it. I appreciate you all, as always, for tuning in. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Best Served Podcast. Subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes.